You're listening to the Big Freak My Way of Life podcast. Showcasing people living the My Way of Life lifestyle. Brought to you by BigFreak.com. Big Freak! Here is your host, Scott Papik. Hello, my friends. Today I had the pleasure to sit down with Amanda Lynn Mayhew. We talked about Chuck Norris, Graves' disease, and her never-ending work schedule. Amanda is truly working at her craft every day so she can live her way of life. You are listening to the Big Frig My Way of Life podcast, uh, where we feature people living their passion. Amanda Lynn Mayhew. Uh, she's kind of the a Swiss Army knife. You do a lot of everything. Thank you, and I have never been, um, never been compared to a Swiss Army knife before. <laughs> Is that a good or bad thing? Um, I think it's good. It's really good. It's good. It's versatile, diverse. You can use it in every situation. Yeah. I think back in the day, um, you know, people always said, be great at one thing. Just pick one thing and be great at it. And I just think that's changed. And I think you're the perfect example of that because you've got your hands in so many things. And you're good at all. You're great at all of them. So what you just said is so true. I used to have a fitness magazine and we can go through that later on. But when I had the fitness magazine, I was dabbling in some other areas of things that I really like to do. And the the person, the partner in my life at the time was like, you know what, you should just concentrate on one thing, and if you concentrate on that one thing, then that is the thing that will explode. Well, what ended up happening is vice versa. So I was concentrating on that one thing, but intertwining all my marketing and different skills in that way to make that one thing go, the outdoors world came, came became a career and a success instead. So... I, I think that when people say concentrate on one thing, no, just do what you want, period. If you have really bad OCD, and I mean, I do to an extent, I'm sure you do, but you have to, you have to adapt with change. You, so if your plan isn't working that you initially set out, you kind of got to just let it play out and you just have to have an open mind. I personally, that's what I found in my life. I agree. Um, you, you change... Everything changes. I mean, look at five years ago, we were reading most magazines in our hands, and now you can read most of them on the computer. Um, My background is marketing and advertising, so with everything, everything that changes within technology, you have to find a different way to market that and promote that, endorse that, but you don't want to do it the same as everyone else. So you got to keep trying to be innovative on your own, and that's what I've tried to do. So I don't really... Um, bounce off of other people's um, ideas. I take what I'm doing and I try to process it further um, going with what my goal is and what is presented to me. And therefore, it's clean, it's creative, and it's my own. Amanda is part of the Big Frig Pro staff. And, you know, from doing my research, she's definitely a role model so that had to begin somewhere. So let's talk about your family. Uh, the role model part, mm, I don't know when exactly that started. It's, it's crazy and very flattering, but I've always hunted and fished my whole life. I was born and raised in northern Ontario. My dad was an angler and a hunter, and my mom was an angler, and my grandfather was a moose and bear guide, and he's harvested over 100 moose and bear in the northern Ontario area. Uh, growing up like in the 60s and 70s and I just followed suit and I had three boys and I raised them the same way it was it was how we how we lived and what we ate and to this to this point 
now. I mean, uh, we've never been really, um, even though being financially secure, we were never really like super wealthy. So we tried to cut costs as much as we could and eating wild game was a way of doing that. So anything from partridge, fish, moose, bear, you, you bring down a moose, you have freezer meat in your freezer for a year, you know, and, and it's healthy and it's good for you. And you know where it came from and it's not going to get recalled, which is the biggest thing. And I was a single mom of three boys. So the best way for me to provide for them was the same way. And then I was, I was, hmm, how can I start? So I was diagnosed with grave disease in 1998, shortly after I had my third boy. And I rolled into the fitness world because they were trying to pump medication down my throat in order to stabilize my thyroid. And I said no. So they cut most of it out, put me on a hormone um, uh, supplement, and then I started going to the gym. And I was just like pumping iron and getting as strong and as healthy as I possibly could. And in the meantime, I was paying attention to all these things that were around me. And this was when the internet was just kind of, kind of starting. So people that had issues like rare diseases and ailments like Graves' disease or fibromyalgia or whatever, they all they all felt kind of like they were alone because it feels like without the internet, you are the only one. And you don't seem to realize what's going on with other people because you don't experience the same symptoms or the same struggles. So I developed a magazine called Fitness Fanatic, and within that, it was ad-free. I had the ability and the path to communicate all my different passions, and one of them was the outdoors. So I printed a hard copy magazine, uh, 11 months out of the year, 32 pages. I did the layout, the photography and or modeling, the editing. My sister helped me with the editing. I have my girlfriend help me with the photography. My mom sometimes did as well. I went and I pounded pavement on feet, finding the stories that I wanted to print in there that were about asthma, congenital heart disease, um, Williams syndrome, progeria, all these things that you would never hear about. And I would put that in the magazine, but then to give it like a fun, uplifting kind of um, all-around feel, I would talk about the outdoors and and you know, fishing and hunting and motorcycles and all those other little things that kind of added up to me. Um, and then I did that from 2006 to 2013. Within that time frame, I also um, helped manufacture 120,000-pound forklifts, so I have shop experience. My dad was a mechanic. Um, my now husband is a fitter fabricator welder. So that all kind of came into play. Within that, building forklifts, I had to learn um, how to take care of all the marketing and advertising and trade shows. So I started uh, going to trade shows in Houston and presenting these big 120,000-pound rigger trucks and doing all cold calling and sales calls and website design and brochures. So I, I picked up all those skills. And then from adding those into the magazine and Basically, running through life and, and doing all the little things that I did helped me become successful in what I'm doing now. So all those little things. Then in I also organized motorcycle rides for charity events, snowmobile rides for multiple sclerosis, and donated a lot of money to those organizations. 
and then in 2013, no, in 2011, I started working at a gun store, and I was recognized as a female in the outdoors just around that same time because of my my push to just say, hey, I hunt and I'm a girl, because every time I picked up an outdoors magazine, it was all guys, 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 guys. <laughs> and so I, I became friends with some of the senior editors to the Outdoors Canada or the Outdoors magazines in Canada because I had a fitness magazine. So we kind of like used to bounce similar ideas off each other um, and in two different genres. It was harmless. Um, and what ended up happening was a good relationship and then the one magazine had put on a sportsman show in Toronto, and they wanted to um, talk about women in the outdoors. So they picked four notable women of the outdoors, four Canadian girls, Mariko Azumi, myself, Vanessa Harrop, and another lady who was a pro fly, fly fisherman. And we did this show, and it was incredibly received. And after that show... It was just that's when everything started. So everyone was like, oh, my God, who are you guys? What do you do? Well, we know who Mariko is. She's, you know, Baba Zumi's niece, and she's a, she's an angler, but who's Vanessa and who's Manda? And so then I started working with the Toronto Sportsman Show, and we did a couple of um, meet and greets at Bass Pro, and then I started Range Days to introduce women to firearms who never had a chance to have an opportunity to shoot. And then that snowballed, and then we moved to a farm, and I started doing homesteading, and I changed jobs and started working for the government, but still participated in all of these range day events and and all of um, all the sportsman shows. And people really started paying attention to the the noise I was making about, hey, I'm a girl, I'm out here too. And I never really understood that that, that there was a genre, a gender. Um, issue until I worked in that gun store because to me being raised in northern Ontario it's just it's just what you do so I really wanted to help the females in my community push through and get into the outdoors too and just start influencing empowering more women to do it and I became successful at doing that so I just kept doing it then I created Women or um, Women's Hunting Association, which was originally called Ontario Women's Hunting Association, to be a voice and to be a, an organizer of getting women set up in the outdoors. And, and where, where, where do they start? How do, how do they begin? Where do they learn? Well, people always say, go take the firearms, hunting, firearms and hunting classes. What do you learn from that, really? Right? right. You... you um, I'm just talking nonstop. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're good. I love it. Keep going. I'm not talking. <laughs> okay. So um, when you go to those classes, you learn, you, I mean, every instructor is different. Every instructor is creative in their own ways. But is that information really sticking in your head? I took those classes. For the most part, I was bored out of my mind. Um, I did already know most of the information in the class because of how I was raised. So why not offer that same opportunity to more women? So having range days, uh, girls coming out and learning pistol, shotgun, rifle, and archery, well, they know the difference now between a semi-shotgun, a hand shotgun, a manual pump shotgun, a lever, um, a, a bolt-action rifle. Like, they get it. So when they go into the firearms course, they can say, when the instructor's saying, you know, name me five actions, and they can rhyme them off, no problem, because they had their hands on it, they shot it, they know how it works. 
what's the difference between a rifle and a shotgun? What's the difference between a cartridge and a shell? You know, the slug and a sabot, or just there's so many different things that we go over in a range day. And then archery, got compound, crossbow, and long, and recurve. Well, what are the differences between all the bows? So we try to cover everything. We make it fun. Because if you know who I am, I, I'm, I'm kind of known for being silly and fun. Um, and we give away prizes, and we, and we introduce the products and the brands to the women. And when you're introduced to something that works, what are you going to do? You're going to go buy it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So the range day in itself is good for everybody in the industry. It's good for the manufacturers, the dealers, the, everybody. And then playing off of range day, because I had so many women coming in, and saying, well, okay, I have my firearms license and my hunting license. Now what am I going to do? Who's going to take me hunting? Right. I'm like, oh, my God. So I'm going to take you hunting because I can do that because I can. So I started um, a program initiative called um, Take Me Hunting and Take Me Fishing. And we started it last year, and it was, it was amazing. And I didn't realize that I had all of this information to share with others that I just took for granted, you know, like, just the simplest little thing, like how can how how do you know what choke is in your shotgun without taking the choke out of your shotgun by counting those notches on the on the choke? Or this is a moose track. Most of those women have never even been outside of southern Ontario. They've never seen a moose track before, you know. So um, and all that stuff comes supernatural to me. So CBC recognized that, and they did a huge um, radio camp, or not a campaign, but a radio interview saying, you know, like, this is this young lady, and she's educating women in no classroom with no books, just because of what I know from experience. Now, in the last three years, I've also been um, given the opportunity to to host a television show, and uh, that was pretty incredible and something that I wasn't I was really unsure of at first and in 2016 at SHOT Show Wild TV approached me for a meeting and I said sure let's talk and they gave me this incredible bottle which allowed me to only shoot three episodes in the first year to see if I even liked it and to see what the feedback would be and they said Amanda all you got to do is just hunt and we'll film you and we'll take care of the rest and I'm like oh that's perfect because my brand has always been just hunt. So to follow that same concept was perfect for me. And I told my mom, and she was super, you know, excited, and I'm going to come with you on the first one, and blah, 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 blah. And it was supposed to be back in our hometown. We were going to go for the spring bear hunt. It was the first spring bear hunt in 17 years. And on April 12, 2016, my mom passed away uh, unexpectedly. And I just kind of basically said, screw everything. I'm not doing nothing. Forget it. I'm done. And then I sat on that for a couple of weeks, and I talked to a couple of different people that were my industry leaders, and um, we decided that, you know what? No, she was super happy for me to do this, so I'm going to do it. And the very first show was dedicated to my mom. And we went fishing in, in memory of her, and we did the whole show kind of in memory of her. And I realized then that still the same thing, who I am and what I'm doing is just being me and it's entertaining for people. It's inspiring for people and it's empowering people. Swiss army knife. I was correct at the beginning. (laughs) Now I'm done. Gotta go. (laughs) (laughs) Drop the mic out. Um, I mean, listening to this, it's like, my gosh, 
my question is where where do where do you think that confidence comes from for you to just keep going? I can totally tell you, and it just came up again this past week. When I was in high school, I was bullied, and people would people would say things because I had red hair. I hung out with the guys. Um, I was into motorcycles and hunting, and I wasn't into all the you know recreational um, drugs and drinking and all that shit. So I stayed away from all that. Plus, my dad told me I had to be home at like eight o'clock every night, so it made it impossible. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so. Um, I was I was always given a hard time because I was a cute girl hanging out with the guys, so the other girls thought that I was something else when I wasn't. And then moving, um, keep keeping that going like through my whole life because I was a fitness figure model and you know I had red hair and the red hair people might think oh it's so beautiful and 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 nice now, but when you're ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen years old, you're the odd one out, so you mm-hmm. get picked on a lot, and so. Um, it just started, it started, um, I don't know, pissing me off. And when I started going to the gym and I was, I was struggling with Graves disease and trying to get back in order. And, um, I met Chuck Norris and I got to work with him and total gym became a big part of my life. And the story behind that product and that brand and Chuck Norris himself and his wife, Gina is amazing. And, um, I have a couple of points, but this week alone, I was, um, it was, the same thing came up. So high school buddies or high school people wouldn't call them buddies, uh, seeing all the success and stuff that is happening in my life right now. And there was a big post on social media about how I'm going back to my hometown to film for a new episode. And this one person I haven't heard or seen from in a long time you know, made a couple of snarky remarks on the on the page, and it brought me right back to hmm. what, how I felt then. And you know what? Screw you, basically. That's where the confidence comes from, is, is to prove people wrong. Don't tell me that I won't be anything, because I'm going to prove you wrong. We are born from the same blood. I, I, I hear you. Um, everyone's not built that way. Saying no can devastate people. Yep. I just found out, for me, it was like, no, F you. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go into the lab and do whatever I gotta do, and I'm gonna come back and be better than anything you expected. And it might take weeks and years off my life, but that's just kind of been my thing. I think it's important for people to learn grit. People have to learn how to fail to figure themselves how to get out of it and to excel. I completely agree. I completely agree. But at the same time, my dad taught me not to put up with any bullshit. <laughs> so. I was um, nervous, I guess, when it first started happening to me, um, like just being kind of pushed around and stuff. And uh, and now, now, I dare you. If you're going to have the balls to say something on, on the computer as a keyboard warrior, you better pick up the phone and give me a call because I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't backing down from anybody. And, yes, the harder you fall, the harder you work to prevent that from happening again. And there was a point. And I've never told anybody in public ever before in my life. So this is going to be an exclusive for you. I love it. There was a point in my life where in 1997, I had two young boys. So they would have been probably two and five. And it was February. And I was on um, social assistance. And obviously in February, it's very cold. 
and I had to go to the food bank and walk with both of them across town, um, uphill both ways in a snowbank. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> get my and get my food and come back. And when I had got back home, um, they had turned my hydro out. I had no hydro for two weeks in the middle of February in 1997. And so everything, that was like as low, as low, as low as I can get. And I was nowhere near my parents. I had no family. I was living in southern Ontario in a different town. Um, So I had nothing. Like I had $20 for the week to buy a craft dinner and peanut butter and milk. And I did it and I made it and I'm here now. I'm sure you go back to that and you think about that when something's stretching around like, man, that's not stress. That was stress. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There's nothing worse than that, really. <laughs> yeah. So I would like to meet Chuck uh, Chuck Norris also. Like, how'd that happen? Um, when I started doing the fitness magazine, I um, well, actually, when I when I was diagnosed with Graves' disease, I was watching TV and this infomercial came on, and it was Chuck Norris working out on this total gym thing, and I love him. I grew up watching him with my dad, so I'm like well, shit, if he likes that thing and it works for him, it's got to work for me. So I went to Walmart and I bought the $140 version of the Total Gym and I used the hell out of it. I was on it in front of the TV for like two, three, four, five hours a day and that's all I did. And um, I transformed my body and my strength and really became noticed in the fitness industry in that way. And when I started the magazine, I called Total Gym and instead of getting your office administrator, I ended up getting the inventor's wife. Uh, her name is Joy. And she was like, so um, how can I help you? And I, and I didn't really know what to say. She never really told me who she was, but um, I knew I had somebody important on the phone. So I just said, well, hi, my name is Mandolin Mayhew. I have this magazine in Canada. It's called Fitness Fanatic. Uh, this is my story with Graves' disease and the total gym and the magazine and my mission and my purpose and just wanted to know if maybe you were interested in, in working together somehow. And she's like, oh, so like, well, what do you want? And I said, really? Uh, I want to do an infomercial with Chuck Norris. And she's like, you have the biggest set of balls I've ever heard on anybody. <laughs> and I said, well, you asked me what I wanted. <laughs> so <laughs> um, the following, uh, I think it was six months later, she called me and asked me if I wanted to come to Houston and have dinner with Chuck and Gina at his Kickstart Kids fundraising event, and I accepted, and the rest is history. Do you, have, do you still stay in touch at all? Yes, and Kickstart Kids is uh, probably the only um, American charity that I completely support. It's a very intimate charity where they have a gala every spring and only 300 tickets are sold and there's a silent and live auction. Um, The Total Gym inventor Tom, him and Chuck Norris go way back. They're best friends. And uh, that's how Chuck Norris got intertwined with the Total Gym. And... Yeah, there's there's actually a photo of me and Chuck on my website and kind of a little bit of the story about how that went down. And I get invited every year to the gala. I haven't been able to go this year or last year due to prior commitments. um, Outdoor trade shows book me quite quickly for public speaking and they sometimes overlap that weekend. So, but I stay in touch with the kids. it's a fantastic fundraising event. It's a fantastic program which gives kids the opportunity to to participate and learn about themselves and confidence in this 
environment. And I had the one girl that I had met when it first started going, I think she was 13. And I've been following her ever since. Her name is Eurissi. And now she's a registered nurse practitioner, hmm. and she's 19, 19 now. How cool is that? That's really cool. So everything that I'm involved in and everything that I do has a reason, has a purpose, has a message. Yeah, that's what I'm gathering. And just the, pa- I mean, just you telling these stories, like just a passion that you have for all of them. It's just, it's, uh, it's contagious. It's, it's fantastic. I feel like, uh, I feel like I need to go do better things right now. Oh, <laughs> just, you know, when I first got a hold of Brock and Big Frig and I was, you know, I was playing out all the different coolers and, 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 uh, cooler brand companies and there's a and, um, we won't mention the but there was them and there was actually I will mention that because that is the biggest reason why I chose Brock and Big Frig um, but I chose I, I, I talked to a couple of different companies and when I got to Brock he had an incredible story and his story um, matches my story not that it's the same story but it was the same like you could hear the energy in his voice and the passion in his voice and and just you know why he's doing what he's doing with big frig and that's exactly why i'm doing what i'm doing with women's hunting association and just hunt so um i originally had called or spoke to and that was the number one one because a couple years ago that was the number one cooler like big frig didn't even exist and um, when I had talked to them, they talked down to me like I was nobody. Oh, I'm sorry. We don't deal with anybody in Canada, you know? And I'm like, well, what kind of answer is that? You, you, you're just shutting me down. You don't even know anything about me or, or what I you know, want to talk to you about. They just completely shut me down, and they were ignorant about it. So I was like, okay. So I went to all these other different companies and researched them and checked them out and stuff. And my best, my best communication and best story came from Brock. And he was just amazing. And he had a similar story. So that's, I think that's why we kicked it off so good. Yeah, same values. Same values, yes. It's just so nice to work with good humans. It is, right? People who don't have an ego. No egos. Friends that don't have an ego. Yeah. And a communication line that is open. What are some challenges that you might face that people might not expect? Uh, Graves' disease. Um, if, you were, if you were to follow me on social media or watch my TV show, you wouldn't know in a million years that I, you know, uh, I'm absolutely completely drained, exhausted, and tired by 2 o'clock every day hmm. that I have to take a billion precautions in order to make it through a day, um, that I have to take medication every single morning. If I miss it, I'm in big trouble, um, that I have asthma. And people wouldn't know that either because for the most part, when people meet me, they like, I'm always hyper and full of energy and smiles and stuff. But behind closed doors, I get very tired. I get very like lethargic and, and things like that. People would never know about that, those things. Um, I, I'm, um, well, so I struggle with, um, so that's health. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, Keeping my Sierra from rusting, I struggle with that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, not too much, really. Okay. I, I try not to. Like, I find a way around it. I'm a fantastic problem solver. Solver. Yep. And uh, yeah. How and when do you know when you've done things right? 
um, feedback. People, I get feedback from them saying thank you. When I hear thank you, right on, I've done it right. When people call and say, hey, I want to do something with you, then I know I'm doing something right. How much of the day do you de- do you dedicate to your passion? 27 hours. <laughs> <laughs> Every day. <laughs> How do you stay on top of your game in the off-season? There's not really an off-season because I go from hunting to trade show to filming and within the filming becomes hunting and fishing and yeah there's no off season because i am involved with so much Mm -hmm. working out motorcycles the outdoors industry and trade show industry that pretty much is your whole year how has technology helped you with your craft oh super lots it um allows you to reach out to a wider network, it allows you to promote um, inexpensively, and <laughs> you're fine, Brady. <laughs> you're tiptoeing around the kitchen. <laughs> um, it, it helps everybody. It helps. It helps you connect with uh, potential sponsors. It helps you connect with uh, potential audiences and event organizers and people that want to get in, get get out there. Who are your idols, or who do you look up to? Chuck Norris, my parents. Yeah, I used to have a MySpace page, and on my MySpace page, it said, who are your idols? And it said, my mom, my dad, and Chuck Norris. And that was like eight years before I even met him. (laughs) But it doesn't surprise me that you know him now. Who is your archery instructor? My son. Tell me how that came about. Um, I taught him everything about guns, and he taught me everything about archery because... He was, um, when I was working in the gun store, I was working behind the gun counter and upstairs we had a bow shop and Mackenzie would come home or come to the shop after school because it was closer than walking to another town where we lived. So he would come to the shop, he was 12 years old at the time and he would go upstairs and fiddle around with archery and then he got into it and one of the instructors there took him on for a little bit, showed him a bunch of things and I got him his own bow. And then he really started picking it up and became really good. He actually became Bear Archery's youngest Canadian pro staff, pro staffer at 15 years old. Wow. And um, he he was amazed. Like, well, he still is amazing, but he was really good. He was my archery instructor at Range Day. Um, the last couple of years, he hasn't been because he went and got himself a full time job. So, you know, priorities. Um, but that money thing, right? So. Maybe four years ago when Bear Archery and I were talking, the idea came out like, well, are you ever interested in archery? And I said, no, I don't know. I'm kind of a gun girl. And they said, well, let's do something different. We'll put a bow in your hands and we'll follow your story from learning to use a bow to, you know, becoming, becoming good at it. And so that's what we did. And I started with the Bear Archery Bounty at the time, and my son taught me, you know, everything. But I didn't know. I looked at this thing and was like, what in the good God <laughs> green earth is this? Like, I just want to pull the trigger and hear bang. But once you start pulling the arrows back and hitting the targets, it becomes addicting, and I loved it. So I've been with Bear Archery now since then, and I've moved up through um, the Bounty, the Finesse, and now the Kuma, and my son is using um, the moment at the time, moment at the moment, the moment at the moment. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's, that's me and archery. 
How do you suggest someone to get in the industry or start something that they're passionate about? Just do it. They're just, just do it. Um, I don't know. I don't, I didn't really know where I was going when I started working in the gun store. So it just, uh, it just happened, but just, uh, find a way to get involved in the industry in one way or another. Um, whether you're, um, a sales rep, customer service, retail, uh, a shipping and receiving person, it doesn't matter. You're sweeping the floors, find a way to get in and learn the ropes. Okay, let's do some rapid questions, quick one-liners. What's your favorite sound? Bang. <laughs> <laughs> or my handle. <laughs> what are you terrible at? Pancakes. In another life, what would you want to do? Um, be an outfitter in Alaska. What do you want your legacy to be? Inspiring women and kids. Do you have any asks from the audience? Uh, you can follow me on... Uh, Twitter, <laughs> Amanda Lynn Mayhew. You can follow me on Instagram, Amanda Lynn Mayhew. On Facebook, Amanda Lynn Mayhew. LinkedIn, guess what? Amanda Lynn Mayhew. Uh, Google Plus, uh, you can get more information. Book me for a guided hunt and buy some gear and find out more about Chuck Norris and myself, I guess, at www.amandalynmayhew.com. You can find out about the show at justhunt.ca. You can watch the first season on justhunt.ca, and you can learn all about my outreach programs on womenshuntingassociation.com. Thank you for listening to the Big Frig My Way of Life podcast. Big Frig! Please subscribe to our podcast through iTunes or Google Play. For more info, please visit BigFrig.com.